Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulla, they sharp, and they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace. Peace to you and yours. This is Noveland Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Reporting live and direct, family. We did kind of like a flash mob KTL show. It's like a flash show, you know what I'm saying? Came out of nowhere, 11 p.m., at the Gemini, at the Pillars Hour, you know, definitely have some important news to report to you. Okay? Um, of course, I was outside on the block, you know, in the midst of the Black Friday activities, in the middle of both aspects of it, the, you know, my black protests that were going on and, you know, the boycotts and what have you. And also, I was able to firsthand witness the people that were participating willingly and gleefully, you know what I'm saying, and that level of running up in the stores and doing business with them. They had their minds made up, you know what I'm saying? And there was nothing that was going to deter them from doing business in that particular way. And um, all the while, what I was taking place, you know, in different pockets of the country, people were having their own experiences, you know, protesting and letting their voice be heard in regards to not only shutting down these particular uh, shopping bonanzas or causing disruption to, you know, what they feel is these companies' bottom line that will bring them ultimately to the table where they could be heard and their grievances could be aired out. But Chicago, they definitely, you know what I'm saying, are letting their voice be heard, and they are turning the temperature up to a degree where, you know, a lot of things that have been suppressed are now being addressed in that city, all the while culminating with other activity, such as the arrest made and the shooting of seven-year-old Tyshawn, Tyshawn Lee, okay? Also on the cusp of the release or the upcoming and pending release of Spike Lee's Cyrac, okay? All on the cusp 
right? As a result of this arrest, you know, there were some very heavy statements made in the press, okay? And I'm going to read some of them so we can set the tone for tonight's conversation about the state of this nation. The alleged gang members lured nine-year-old Tyshawn Lee into an alley and killed him. A slaying that summoned violence riddled Chicago called a new low. The city's police superintendent announced the arrest of one man and vowed to obliterate the criminal group to which he belonged. That gang just signed its own death warrant. Superintendent Gary MacArthur said Friday, we're going to go in and destroy that gang. And by the way, the rival gang too. McCarthy said Corey Morgan, a 27-year-old documented gang member and convicted felon, is in custody on a first-degree murder charge. But police don't think Morgan was alone, saying he acted in concert with two others. McCarthy didn't name one who was in custody on an unrelated charge. The other, Kevin Edwards, is at large. Who drove the car? Who was on the scene? Who pulled the trigger? Is all being worked on to delineate it, the superintendent said. But we do know that these were the individuals who were involved in this. Bond was denied Friday to Morgan, prosecutor said. Court papers provided by the prosecutor's office said that Tyshawn's death is the result of a gang war between two particular gangs that came to a boil after Morgan's brother Tracy was shot and killed in a car with their mother. On October 13th, the mother was shot and wounded, court papers said. Shortly after the shooting, Corey Morgan stated that since his brother was killed and his mother was shot, he was going to kill grandmas, mamas, kids, and all, according to court papers filed and prosecutors request that Morgan be held without bail. An autopsy of Tyshawn's body showed two perforating gunshot wounds. A part of his right thumb was lost as a defensive wound trying to block a gunshot, court paper said. The boy's body had a gunshot wound to the head, a bullet grazed wound to his upper right back, and a superficial wound to the right forearm, documents said. There was evidence of close-range firing, court papers said. The afternoon of November 2nd, Officials say men approached young Tyshawn as he played basketball with friends at a Chicago playground. They led him to an alley and with a single gun shot the boy. The shooting was targeted and calculated, McCarthy said. He connected it to Tyshawn's father, who the superintendent said hasn't helped police at all in the case in at least two other fatal shootings over the previous months. God City, the superintendent said, there was an act of barbarism, the assassination of a nine-year-old child as a gang retaliation to get back at his father. Tyson Lee was failed on many, many levels. Okay? So, you know, the conversation has been set platform 
clearly identify the tone that's being used. And then on Wednesday, this takes place. Okay? The Obama administration and UN announce global police force to fight extremism in the U.S. Okay? On Wednesday, Attorney General Loretta Lynch announced at the United Nations that her office will be working in several American cities to form what she called the Strong Cities Network, a law enforcement initiative that would encompass the globe. This amounts to nothing less than the overriding of American laws, up to and including the United States Constitution, in favor of United Nations laws that would henceforth be implemented in the United States itself without any consultation of Congress at all. The United Nations is a Sharia-compliant world body, and Obama, speaking there just days ago, insisted that violent extremism is not exclusive to Islam. Okay? So they're saying here is that they are allowing local law enforcement agencies to team up with other agencies not only around the country but around the globe as well as the UN, okay? So I'm going to read a little bit more just to uh, give you an idea how uh, deep the rabbit goes with this one. So if the local and municipal effort, okay, now we've had several shows on this platform, in particular where we identify with certain words that are being mentioned actually means, so when you're talking about municipalities, we're talking about Rome, okay? That's the, that's the definition, as the definition would suggest. So it's important to know the etymology of what keywords are being conversed in public or being denoted for saying, look, this is what we're talking about, and this is how this is being implemented without anyone's quote-unquote purview or approval. Okay, so back to the article. So if the local and municipal effort to counter the euphemistic and disingenuous violent extremism is inadequate, and hasn't developed systematic efforts are in place to share experiences, pool resources, and build a community of cities to inspire local action on a global scale. The feds and the U.N. have to step in. Thus, the groundwork is being laid for federal and international interference down to the local level. The Strong Cities Network, Lynch declared, will serve as a vital tool to strengthen capacity building and improve collaboration, i.e. local dependence on federal and international authorities. Lynch made the global, that is, United Nations involvement clear when she added, as we continue to counter a range of domestic and global terror threats, this initiative platform will enable cities to learn from one another, to develop best practices, and to build social cohesion and community resilience here at home and around the world. Okay, 
So let me do this. Let me go and open up the phone line and bring in one of my calls. All right? So no further ado, caller from the 404-492. Peace. Greetings, greetings. What's going on this evening? How you doing? How you doing? All is well. All is well. Yeah, man. I hear you. Uh, you removing the veil right now, huh? Bro, it's laid out. You know what I'm saying? And you know, as we go deeper into the rabbit hole, we will be able to shed light on you know other obvious connections in a way that this uh, particular tapestry is weaved. You know, everything can pretty much be explained as one because there's no disconnect, you know? That's right. All is one. So I just felt that it was imperative that, you know, we not miss an opportunity. I had a long day on the grind in the street. I woke up mega early, had three hours of sleep, but I still felt it was necessary to get this information out, you know what I mean, to, to, you know, there's nothing else I owe it. Continuous amounts of people that are running to in the street from any and everywhere USA to have something positive to say. You know what I'm saying? At a time when there's a lot of focus on negativity, feel me? Right. That's the no, energy no that a lot of people gravitate to, you know. And it's hard to believe that uh, good people actually do good things. Huh. You know, in the time when we totally reside in an artificial world, an artificial matrix that's being engineered, funny enough, to compete with singularity when in itself is a program. Mm -hmm. You know. Definitely. So it's good with you, my brother. Oh man, you know, uh on a on a on a higher note, on a lighter note, uh your niece just turned five today. Wow. Yeah, Dude. officially that's what it's about. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you know, uh Sabi Baba Sabi was yesterday. Yes indeed. Yes, happy birthday. You know, he hit he hit uh I think he's 83 now, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, 83 or 84. Then your niece just turned five today, yeah. So, you know, um, I took her to see the the good dinosaur. Okay, that's a new movie? And, uh, oh, that's the the new Pixar joint. And when I say Monarch program on on the highest order, Wow. That had to be one of the deepest, one of the deepest animated I've seen to date because it was straight, it was straight primal, it was straight primal, brother. Like, like the whole concept of the film, it was, it was not for babies. And I'm not talking the humor. Like when people say that about the animated films, they think they're usually talking about the adult humor, but it wasn't adult humor. Right. They were, they were actually breaking down life. Right. And it was just so cutthroat, like cold-blooded. It was reptilian. It was the dinosaur, yeah. Uh, but see, no, check how they did it. The dinosaurs were civilized. 
the humans okay. were the beast. Humans were the savage. The, the little the the little boy in the movie was the animal. He was the one on like they had the Caucasians on all fours through the whole movie. They didn't even stand upright. They were walking on all fours like dogs. Hmm. It was when I tell you an amazing film and the the dialogue that they were using. Oh, it was cold blooded, brother. I was like me me right. and Pam was looking at each other like. Yo, we might have to screen this pretty yeah. when she older. <laughs> it was rough, you know. Um, but you know, I'm glad I was able to catch it so I can give everybody the full warning on that one. But it's it's actually consistent with what you talked about just now, the theme of that film, because it was it was just straight doggy dog, you know what I mean? And just the perseverance in a world like that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's uh that's that's what my energy's been on. Um, you know, blessing blessing the young princess, making her feel indeed, magical, indeed. you know. That's right. Absolutely. And we let her know, Uncle, well I'm gonna give a call. Oh, uh, you know it. Tell him myself, because see, by far I've never seen somebody so excited about their you know, their born day, their solar return, like Yeah. <laughs> and, Interestingly enough, I had to um, somebody because I sent a, uh, a post out to Sabi on his born day, and I labeled it Solar Return. So some people thought that I was saying he returned to the essence. You know, everybody's not, quote, unquote, you know, hip to the jargon. So it gave me a unique teaching opportunity because I was able to explain that. You feel me? Yeah, big difference. So, yeah. So she yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. was excited and prepared for her solar return. She told me about it, and then I was in her presence. <laughs> you know, she had it laid out. She knew what she wanted, you know, this to look like, that to look like. And that's the beauty of life, you know, just observing those moments because that's what it's all about, wanting to uh, see that next return, you know. And in the space of that, That's right. putting in the level of work that you're becoming yourself, you know, exponentially, almost like how they show you the sequence of Fibonacci, you know, this year you could put 800 million years on your legacy and next year you can take it into the numbers that's best quantified as Google, you know, how many zeros are there hey. after? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Googillion. Googillion, yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's a beautiful thing that, uh, you know, we have these opportunities to oh, open up these, these particular lines and share these moments and, you feel me, come to this realization in real time with the family present. You know, it's ultimately it's all about love and as a frequency, as a dynamic defies all logic, you know, and it's an energy onto itself. That's really something that we need to look forward to or aggressively pursue to get in contact with in the upcoming period of time, very short period of time, because there's some dynamics in this reality that are shaping up and taking place that speak of 
the dying of one thing for the birth of a new thing. You know what I'm saying? So in order to really sustain that ride, you should and want to and need to be tapped into love frequency. You know, definitely out of love for the people, whoever that may be. You know, that's the airlines. That's the people that connect with your frequency. You know what I'm saying? That's the people that resonate with the vibration and through that vibrational resonation, they're able to experience transformation. You know, those right. are your people. You know, you love your people. You don't even have to physically know them to know that as energy, as you're emitting you know, a frequency from your heart alone that, you know, just totally goes outside of the zone of this globe instantaneously. I think they said two-thirds of a second is traveling to uh, the Pleiades. That's how far and mm-hmm. fast it's going. It goes so much farther than the speed of light, you know, and thought is traveling exponentially fast as well when you really understand how deep you are penetrating the universe. Yeah, thought thought is fast as speed of light. Yes, thought is fast Two people can have the same thought simultaneously. There's no distance in between. That's that quantum entanglement I was talking about at the, at the STEAMS conference, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, shout out to our family in the Midwest. Like I said, this particular conversation was uh, set off by another area in the Midwest where our family is at, and they're going through this level of turmoil and anguish over mourning the loss, okay, of one of their native sons. You know, or multiple native sons are simultaneously being mourned in this particular vortex center that's right on those lakes, you know, that's what's making this area so magical and so powerful and why we're able to experience the love in the Midwest is in the air. And when the love is gone, the opposite of that also, you can cut it with a fork. Feel me? That was my experience in Chicago. Chicago is 3D. It was in your face like 4D because you could smell it and touch it. You feel me? Right. So that's where we laid the law 44 out. Shout out to AARC for the opportunity, you know, to synchronistically line that thing up and let it do what it do. Shout out to Minister Jew. He was in the attendance too. You know what I'm saying? He bought a drawing from AA. Matter of fact, I think he bought a few. So we got that music on deck too, family. I think I'm gonna do that. Can I do that? Can I play some music and then uh you know what I mean? You gotta ask. Yeah, we, we come right back and continue to build. We definitely have some special guests in the building that wanna continue building on the topic at hand. You heard? See what we're gonna share. So what you about to you about the lace, brother? So what now? So what you about to lay down? This one right here. Yeah. 
before you embark on the road to go 3 and 0. It's basic shit you need to know about the art form. So let's draw upon some comparisons. Always aim to speak to millions. Think Farrakhan. If it's worth the air is on. Fumigate the space, spray mace be. All up in people's face, ready to shake and bake. Make the case for why you should take the cake and be crowned the great for three rounds of beatdown. And there's no comparison. We can keep it on the vocals or we can take it to the hands. I'll shoot you a solo. Word to Harrison. Tell him send in the garrison. You not be an Aragon. Let your sound escape. Get to rapping. Run a marathon. Put it in the air. Marijuana. Especially if you spitting flames. Dragons out of Aragon. Doper than heroin. But so pure you can sell it on the shelves of Aragon. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but so is time. So you should be rapping the mold of times with your frame of thought. A breath is precious, and for every one you take, one is forever lost. But as long as you exhale in law, one will be forever born. Keep your weapons drawn. Protect your airspace by all means. They ain't about that life. They deal in death. Don't let them rock you to sleep. Morphine. Tell them fall back, give you four fiends. I got archangels with more stars and stripes than a star spangled that support me. Right beside me, dog. Siamese swords, fiery swords, shields with crests that reflect my pedigree. Protecting me at level three, I spout out bright lights when I feel the best. So breath control is similar to what you need to know before you let the deserts blow. That's word to Megatron. I'm spitting heat, transforming climates. I'm not into things that winter brings. I'm already gifted, molded like pots, or woken like pilots. I'm tougher than the leather they throw on the ox. When I started rhyming, especially for cheddar, I hit diamond. Now I can tie everything together. Bows on a box. Things only happen when you spring into action. Looking forward to the upcoming season. Game of Thrones, money and violence. Honey got talent, flying down on the machine with the bee on the wings. Whitaker Green, that's Forrest. Interior Bleeds, that's Morris. She's looking gorgeous in her Alexander McQueen. The Phantom was clean, rings was enormous. All flawless, worth a fortress, shoes worth a mortgage. I'm looking lawless, apparel worn is battle worn. Yeezy season one and two, still feeling wonderful about the future. What a time to be alive, getting your pharaoh on. That's Moorish, listening to future, doing mudras in the town square. Tourists in my own city looking like no one else around there. Little babies looking up saying, lady, that's Horace. She corrects him and says, hey, Rue, getting the label ready for the debut. We want to thank you for being faithful, knowing the plateful was coming out the kitchen. We want to thank you for coming out to listen. You could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us. You can heal with us just from hearing us. This feels like Beanie Siegel's feeling in the air. Some are feeling impaired, so they fear the touch. Some are hearing impaired, they can't hear the trumps. <laughs> they not hearing us. Their ears is shut.
Yes, indeed, family. Yes, indeed. That was 3-0 and off of that upcoming album. All right. KT, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Can you share with the family what that uh that listening party was like? <laughs> yeah, brother, that was um I mean it couldn't have been done any other way, man. It was just you know, Detroit was magical. Indeed. I mean that's that's definitely an understatement. We was in the Duat Detroit. It was in the Protesters in the streets. 
groups of protesters lock arms to temporarily keep shoppers out of a few stores, but there were no major disruptions. The protesters did take over the street for some time today, blocking stores, but it seems to have been a safe experience thus far, said John Kuan, president of marketing for the Magnificent Mile Association. So, I, you know, in the day, I'm sure that you get the picture that's being painted. Whereas, where I said, on my side of town, you would have had to have the National Guard in front of them stores to keep niggas running up from there and part ways with their fiat. Like, it was intense. Even though they did have a, you know, a considerable police presence and police force out there because, you know, the Flash Mob family showed up and these com- these uh, corporations were shook up. You feel me? So they had corporate foot officers protecting their businesses. But in Chicago, they turned up, you know. And they're saying overall, you know, the uh, Black Friday sales was low, low attendance. You know, the online companies didn't even do the numbers they expected, you know. But, look, let me do this. Let me go to the phone lines and bring in one of our special guests for the evening, okay? So, Paula from the 203-360, PC on yours. Peace, brothers. Peace, brothers. The peel, peace. the blue peel, peace in the arts degree. Peace, <laughs> peace, doing, peace. My <laughs> <laughs> Hey, peace, peace, peace. Hey, brother, let me just cut in for a minute, right, right quick. I gotta, I gotta share something, man. It's been, it's been irking me all day. I heard what you was reading about what took place in, uh, in Chicago. Yes. I was in Seattle today, and I was downtown, and there was a mark protest. And the reason why I say it's a mark shift protest was downtown Seattle is because I observed something. There was a protest downtown uh, considering all in all a Black Lives Matter and all the other so-called rights of others being violated. You know, whether you be right. black, whether you be gay, whether you be a woman or whatever. So they had all in all inclusive in this particular protest. But it was centered around Black Lives Matter and La- and Laquan incident that took place. Of course, with the revealing of the of the video, which is, like you said, 13 months later. But one thing that I right. noticed is that... Everybody recently, in recent time, that was murdered by the so-called policy and forces, the protesters had signs with their name and their pictures. But something else I noticed about the signs and their pictures, they were all professional. They were all done the same. They were all on the same sticks. And the people that was carrying them, none of them had melon in them. So what does that tell you? That those protesters are all professional paid people. Right. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm observing because the people who had makeshift signs had signs had signs that were made of you know, like the, oh, the boy, stock right. paper. Right. With yeah. you know, with the magic markers. 
and right. and none of those were the uniform, VAs, but all of the professional ones, was all, all of them were uniform. They even went back to some of the murders of of the brother that was murdered, like on Howard Beach. Right. Uh, you remember that? The brother in New Hawkins. York where Al Sh- yeah. Right, right, where Al Sharpton yeah. came to his prominence, you know, his national prominence from that particular situation. Yeah. Of course, we know oh. the Tawana Brawley thing, but that's what right. really put him, put him on yeah, exactly. the grand stage. Exactly. As a grand on player. the grand stage. Okay, so how did these people in Seattle, if they just regular people, that they would have a picture of Yusuf Hawkins? How would they know this? And well, some of the people carrying those signs, some of the people carrying those signs was definitely still eating their mother's food when he was murdered, or they wasn't even born. Right. So it's an opportunity for others to jump into this situation and earn an income and create a career as a result of it. You know, so we have to be, we have to take, you know, like caution to what these people are and what their missions are yes. by people coming up to them, asking them, who are you? Why are you here? What's your ID? What's your name? Take out your camera phone. Take a picture of the people that's carrying these signs. Because you know what? This data is something that we need to be archiving of the people that's in these protests, the same thing that happened in Ferguson is that the majority of those people out there were professionals, and those people were angry when the, when the rebel risers came out into the protest and was throwing the bricks in the bottles and stuff. They didn't want them people out there. They tell them people, no, nah, no, nah, y'all need to go home. Y'all need to calm it down. It ain't about this. But if if you notice, people who have a certain heart and spirit and consciousness about them, everybody reacts different. But the pros are all in sync with each other. Because they have all of those professional signs, and the majority of the protesters today, downtown Seattle, had the majority, 90-plus percent, professional Damn. signs. Wow. They they couldn't care less because that was a, that was a paycheck. It was a paycheck. Right. And it, just, and it was have, just so obvious. Huh? Right. They had what they call protesters. Exactly, and, and the um, police uh, yeah. and the police was grouped in groups. They were just chatting and not even paying attention because it's like everybody is in their it's role. Theater. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, so there was no um, threat there. Right. It was no threat there at all. You know. Now tonight they said they they lighten up some one of these pine trees. So it's supposed to be protesters out there. Now that's going to be a whole total different group where they're going to mix in. You know, with the pros. And you know, and and the people from the neighborhood who had to work today or whatever, you know, so they should be out there tonight. So right. it's interesting so, to see what that mix is going to look like, you know. Right. What happened is that, uh, you know, initially, like you said in Ferguson, when George Soros injected some what thirty million dollars to make sure that. Ferguson became a 24-hour news cycle. You know, right. it's almost like they paid for Avis and they bought the whole block out, you know. Exactly. And he put the bread up and they bust people in. You know, these were professional <laughs> protesters, like I said. Right. I met a few 
when I got kidnapped here in New York. And they was like, right. yeah, I got five or six under my belt. You know what I'm saying? I've been locked up such, such, such times. You know what I'm saying? They're like, this is, I consider right. it an honor. Right. They're like, we're right. cutting our teeth. Right. Like, are you are you serious? More niggas should get locked exactly. up. Like, they're like, because we studied, and this is what the rest of them did. Mm-hmm. They're like, we were in the, they said, look, man, if you're not free, I'm not free. Right. <laughs> right. But see, if you notice, the the African-American so-called title in this country has a whole different uh, scenario going on built around that. And and the civil rights people and the other people and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna classify them as being the educators, those people they have they have a situation going on too where it creates a paycheck for them as well. But I wanna share something, if I may. I know we were on sure. something but I just got like a little tear here. Like I wanna share something with the listeners that I that I, I pulled up. It's called it's called the Standard Form S-181 from the Office of Personnel and Management from the United States government. And the title of this one-page form is called Ethnicity and Race Identification. And clearly it has here a space for your last name, first, and middle initial, social security number, birth date, and that's it. Now, if you work for a government agency, you can put that government agency. Well, they they have a little space that says government agency use only for you to put that in there. And it tells you that it's coming under Title 42, which is a civil code. But some people say, well, you don't work for the government, blah, blah, blah. But if you got a social, social security number, you do work for this government, whether you have permanent, whether you have present employment or not, you are still employed by this government. But I just want to share something with with the listeners, it says, two questions below are designed to identify your ethnicity and race. Regardless of your answer to question one, go to question two. Question one, are you Hispanic or a Latin? No. Now, I don't know whether people, <laughs> I don't know whether people really listen or the people that say that they Latino. They, in actuality, they're saying, I don't speak Latin. So they're saying, I'm a person of Cuban, Mexican, Puerto Rican, South or Central American, or other Spanish Spanish cultures or origins, regardless of race. And you answer yes or no. And then it says, please select the racial category or categories with which you most closely identify by placing an X in the appropriate box. Check as many as apply. Now, let me wow. tell you what I did. When I when I completed this form and I started dealing with, with the government, everything changed for me because I checked off the right boxes. Now, I'm just gonna share something with you. I'm gonna normally I don't read black or African American first, but I'm gonna read what the US government office of personnel and management says what the meaning of what black or African American is. It says a person having origins in any of the black racial groups of Africa. Okay, 
Listen at this. It says a person having origins in any of the black racial groups of Africa. Listen at this. An American Indian or Alaskan native, the definition is a person having origin in any of the original people of North and South America, including Central America, who maintains tribal affiliation or community attachment. An Asian is a person having origins in any of the original people of the Far East. I'm not going to read the whole meaning. Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders, a person having origins in any of the original people of Hawaii. White, a person having origins in any of the original people of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. Listen at this. The only one that does not say original people is the one that says black or African American. That's the only one. And guess what? That's the only one that don't have no meaning. So going back to what happened to Laquan, going back what happened to all the other murders in America is that the ethnicity and the classification of the people that they are murdering don't have a definite category of being original in this country once you put that down on paper. So in essence, I got the balls and I got the heart and I got the spirit that the universe will protect me, that everybody that lives in their body on this part of this geographical continent Once those government agencies open up Monday, they should be down there in the morning and changing and taking the word African-American off. Don't never check that off, ever, in your life. Don't have your children check that off. If you have a certificate of birth in this country, amend it and take that off. Hmm. Everybody should be lined up at every so-called agency where they have a document come this Monday. Instead of going shopping and getting the sales, you need to be down in one of them government agencies, whether it be Department of License, Driver's License, Photo ID, Social Security Office. I don't care. Go to one of those places and tell them you want to amend what you put in and you want to take African-American off, and I'm going to tell you exactly what to check off. Check off American Indian and Alaskan Native, and check off white. Well, indeed. I mean, again, because as a student of yours, you know, not only have I sat at your feet and heard this information, and met numerous people who have enacted it and been very successful in their travels, but I myself had to utilize the sword that you gave me to slay a dragon, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. So until you are engaged in that arena, you really can never really say what you know. Exactly. You will just have a strong belief in what's being told to you. Um, But when you know, you know. 
So exactly. we're at a juncture in this time when words denote character, <laughs> and a lot of people are unable to understand or see what's being said with these words because automatically that word is attached to a character who no one wants to trade places with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not right. understanding exactly. that that label was not only erroneously placed on you, but it also right. was erroneously right. placed on his character. And let me say exactly. this. Yes. If we were following definitions of what words meant, right. that word right. can never apply to the character who carries that particular title or label. Right. If you understand the juxtaposing aspect of now black and it applying to a particular people who, if they identify, know themselves as cosmic light beings. Mm -hmm. Then there's a canopy that being under black awards you if you understand it as energy right. first and foremost. So what right. I experienced in Detroit, it will be hard for me in the conversation or the conveyance to the people who I want to feel what I'm saying because feeling is what sets the pace for them having the actual belief of what I'm saying which is now allowing their reality to remold, you know, what normally what didn't exist before you imparted it. So if I say, right. you know, they opened up the STEAM conference with these drummers and these dancers. Right. Man, Detroit is the most moral city I've ever been to. Oh, yeah. Detroit ain't no joke. <laughs> I know, no but joke. it wouldn't sound the same if I, if I explain, if I say, yeah, you know, but... Detroit is the blackest city I've ever been to. And I'm talking about the oh. energy that I was able to feel at that ceremony. I'm like, that's black. I can't say that that's Moorish. Right. Because you know what? So some of we, the most we, we, creative we, yeah. people, some of the most creative people, melanated people that look like us in this country had migrated to that area, that geographical area, because of entertainment and because of expression and because of art, because that's why you can feel all of that energy because, you know, the children and the children of the parents before, you know, and the grandmothers right. that still are there that produce those seeds and the grandfathers that produce those seeds right. in that area so, of the country. Right. It's, it's, so, right. it's right. highly, highly it's creative right. area. Highly. So through, through sorcery, if you're going to create, right, a particular entity or being that you have now labeled the same way that they are able to make um, in Kabbalah, you know, the entities that are, even as they said in the Bible, they had created a demon that they put the sins in and drove it off and what have you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you could create an entity, if you could create with a label a uh, particular um, understanding of a people, my thing is, as metaphysicians, you know, we need to understand the alchemical aspect of what one is to gain from identifying with the word black. There is a two-sided coin to that, okay? Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. the 
access to the energy that has been accumulated in the cube because if black is carbon and we're talking about 666, we're talking about that beast that they mentioned, you know, in their uh, biblical text or as it's misinterpreted for those that don't have the eyes that can see it, they're talking about that cube, they're talking about Saturn, you know, they're talking about domesticating that box, that 44, you know, where energy can mm-hmm. now be captured and domesticated in a cube, in a, in a pixel, you know? Right. And right. like they showed you in Transformers, you know, that's the energy, that's what's being fed. So black is a cube, it's containing the energy that's released into the atmosphere because that's what people actually believe. Same way that there should be no conversation about whether Jesus is real or not because in the minds of his discipleship, he's real. And some people have came and gone from this plane of existence, and this is what they right. put into the cosmic field. It's already in the right. ionosphere that they've lived their entire course, their entire experience. This is what they're bringing back to source. So even source knows this experience to be a real one, whether it happened or not. You understand? Right. So if we would apply that same understanding to quote-unquote black, yes, it's being used to domesticate and capture a people who are earthbound, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when you take yourself beyond earth and you understand that you have cosmic origins and now you are tapping into that intelligence that's right above you, the canopy that's above you at all times, even when the sun is out because there's an illusion of light, okay? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we know what that original sun's color is as well. We have to find some sort of identifying factor to what to call these things. And we're saying we're going to take the word black out of the lexicon of <laughs> the original man here in the wilderness of North America in the fucking fourth quarter with four seconds remaining. But you want to go like Right, right, right. Listen... I want to I want to highlight the Dred Scott decision of 1857. Most people, and possibly most of your listeners, yeah. have some knowledge about the Dred Scott decision and what was stated, and what's also in Article One of the Constitution, Second Article One, Clause Two, um, Article One, Section Two, Clause Three which is in one, two, three of the Constitution, one, two, three. So we know everything begins on one or should begins on one, and then therefore it goes all the way up to nine. But I just want to highlight 1857. Here, here's, a, here's a writing that came about 43 years later after the Dred Scott decision. And the name of this document, uh, uh, I'm going to send it to you, is roughly somewhere around 165 pages. And the title of this document is called The Negro a Beast or In the Image of a God. It's the nice is the title of this book or article. It was written by a man by the name of Charles Carroll and it was published in nineteen hundred, which is forty seven years after the Dred Scott decision. And here's a little caption on it on the front of the book. This is on the very front of it. It says, the Negro a beast, but created with articulate speech and hands that he may be of service to his master, the white man. 
the Negro, not the son of Ham. Now, they're quoting their Bible. Neither can it be proven by the Bible and the argument of the theologians who would claim such melts to mist before the thunderous and convincing arguments of this master book. This guy Carroll says he's, it's spent, he spent 15 years of his life writing this which is only 165 wow. pages and he spent 100 he spent $20,000 in his completion. This is in 1900. Now look at who published this. The American Book and Bible House, St. Louis, Missouri, 1900. Where was Dred Scott at? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri, right. This is 40 Where we at right? Later. Where we back at right now? Where we right back at now. Now, look at this here. Look at this. Listen to this. Entered according to an act of Congress in the year of 1990 by Charles Carroll in the office of the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This actual book is in the Library of Congress and it's listed in their catalog. In the Library of Congress. Okay. Let me just flip on over. Look, it says, in placing this book entitled The Negro Beast or in the image of God upon the American market, we do so knowing that there will be many learned men who will take issue with us. But while we are fully convinced of this, we are also convinced that when this book is read and its contents duly weighed and considered in an intelligent and a prayerful manner, that it will be to the minds of the American people like unto the voice of God from the clouds appearing unto Paul on his way to 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 Damascus. Now I'm just gonna now this particular person, professor from a university, and he says he took the Bible. He took the so called Bible that he wrote this from and he proved this scientifically and theologically, that the Negro is a beast. So the gunning down and the shooting and all of the things that you see that's displayed, that's in the imagery of what we're seeing today, have to derive from something in the spirits and the hearts of people because this book is a book that's published. You can go right to the Library of Congress and pull this book up. Here's what they got in this book. They got illustrations of Adam and Eve on the morning of creation of man. I don't know how they got this this imagery. You know what I'm saying? But right. they said they, they they got a picture of this, and they showed a picture. And then here's another illustration. It says, is the white man in the image of God, or if he can, or if he is, can the Negro be also? It says, does light beget light? If so, could white parents beget a Negro child? Was Christ a Negro? If so, Mm. God is a Negro as he's the father of Christ. Was Uh, the first offspring of Adam and Eve a Negro or was of any of their children Negroes? The beast and the virgin or the sin of the century? Did nature blunder? Or was God mistaken when he said, like begets like? Will your next child be a Negro if the Negro sprung from Adam and Eve? Then it may happen. The eggs of creation, 
can you get a duck from a turkey egg or a dove from the egg of a cow? Nature, wow. Natural results of imagination brought about the treating the Negro as a human being. And then they showed some of these pictures that they said, here's the garden of, of what they're saying, and they're showing they got these these characters. Uh, they got a female here on the right, and then they got a guy with some long hair saying that, uh, uh, you know, where does a line of kinship between God and Adam and Eve connect with the Negro? That's a question. And then it says the formation of the Negro and other beasts being man on the sixth day. So what they're saying is in, in their Bible, they said it took six days or whatever they're saying for it to be completed and all of that. And they're telling the whole formation of how this all took place with 165 pages. I haven't gone through it completely because I know that I don't want to waste my energy on going through this, you know, just to see what he had written. But, you know, it's an interesting piece. And I'm just correlating this all with what's going on with what everybody else has put or on pages of paper or document in this country, and they have come back with a meaning of what they said that these things mean. Because why would the government have their meaning of what it means? Why why would a government have that meaning? Hmm. You know, and then if you notice, in their meanings, it doesn't say original people. I'm going to go back right. to the 181 form, not to say that you didn't get that, but maybe some yes, of the listeners, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Some of the listeners, yeah, yeah. right, right. So I'm just going to go back to that form again because that form is a, is a GSA form, and it has an OMB number, which comes from the Office of Management and Budget. But, you know, at one time people were completing this form because a brother had did something on YouTube telling people, to update and change their ethnicity in this country. And it had an 800 number where you could fax this form. If you do it now in the daytime, you send it to that 800 form, somebody answers the fax machine. You have to do it after hours. They probably didn't change the number by now because everybody didn't caught on to it. Because they know all of a sudden people are sobering up. And then now they're saying, and it says race and national origin and identification. So why, and and this form goes all the way back to 1997. If you notice, around the times when when most of these murders starts to taking place, it's going to happen, was yeah. when, right, when this form around that time when right, they started cutting down the um. Diallo and all of them, the officers NYPD here in New York, they was right. on that murder spree. Exactly. In the mm-hmm. 90s. But see, look, this form comes out yeah, around the, the same time. In the 90s. So I'm saying, let's look at the correlation of all of this stuff whenever you start to looking at it. You start saying, like, wait a minute. This was around the same time. So why is all of this stuff, like, so evident now because how is it that when they look at Laquan, like right away he's an African American, you know what I'm saying? And then you go back to Ted Lewinsky, I mean um, the Lewinsky, not the Lewinsky guy, you know the the Unabomber, 
right? Oh, and in yeah. the Unabomber's manifesting is on page 129. He talks about African Americans as being nothing, that is nothing but a title. But he puts that in his manifesto. But why would he put that in there? He's trying to wake the people up to tell the people, like, look, look at what I'm telling you what it says. See, now look at where he was on it back then. Now you're talking about the Unabomber was back in what date, what time? That was the 90s. Unabomber, that was the 90s, again. <clears throat> if you notice, all of this stuff ties all together. It's all right here. only thing the people got to do is just to start to waking up and start to looking at what's going on, you know. And I know we can put as much emphasis as we possibly can on this, but people need to see how important this is. And I know some people might think, oh, well, this doesn't matter. But it does matter because the day when you went there and you filled out a form and they asked you about your ethnicity and your nationality, you voluntarily wrote down the word African-American. So what influenced you to put that down? When you run it or you speak to someone who comes from the continent or the so-called continent of Africa and you say, are you African? And right away they'll clarify it and say, no, I'm a Nigerian. I'm a Senegalese. Right away they'll start to go into their tribal situation or where they derive from or where their people derive from, from what they know, not what you say to them. But right. how is it they, that they, automatically they get right, into nationality? That, Exactly. Why is it that automatically the people here assume to say that, or if you're sitting in front of someone and they're filling out the form, right away they'll look at you or listen at you and listen to your accent and they'll check that off without even saying a word to you. Because I had to stop a lot of people that would put that down for me. And I said, what made you write that down? This is, well, aren't you one? I said, no, I'm not. What? How did you come to that determination? So you can sit here and look at me, and you can say, like, where I hail from or where my people hail from without asking me. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, and then they go into that stuff and say, typically, blah, blah, whatever, you know. So I says, like, well, you never should assume. That's why it's always a question. You know. I said, you know, <clears throat> I can't speak for the society at large, I can probably almost or only uh, share my sentiments on what I think about what's taking place right here in this community with people's reluctance to identify with how to navigate that system and classify themselves as quote-unquote white as opposed to black and the emotional attachment that goes along (laughs) with them feeling that you're trying to strip them of the very thing that they feel gives them quote unquote power, you know, and, and especially right. our brothers that are in the RBG Black Power movement, you know, Pan African mm-hmm. is very, right. um, you know, you have to present one hell of a case across the board for people to strategically move in accordance with that designation and still be able to draw from it when they are engaged in the game of this is actually a reality, you know, this is the system they hate so much, but they participate in every facet of it, even down to its folk traditions. They are automatically in line to, you know, celebrate the death, destruction, and oppression of the very people 
you know, who uh, most resemble their own situation. You feel me? Right. Right. So there's a exactly. there's a lunacy factor that goes along with everything, you know, that that overshadows the whole dialogue on both ends. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we got some things on our side that we really need to be vocal and talk about as well to get the uh the acrimonious um, you know, sentiments out of the air. And that is Exactly. Certain certain brothers had take issues with Islam by way of right. you know what, what Arabs have done, you know what I'm saying, and then a lot of people are not properly educated on what an Arab is, or is there even such a thing as an Arab? You feel me? Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. And, and the origins yeah, right. of that, you know what I'm saying. So there's right. a lot of disconnect because there is, you know, what's been missing is a cohesion of this particular conversation where one can be. It's almost like you're playing the negotiator. You gotta exchange one hostage for another. You feel me? Right, right, so, right. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because in I'm, essence, you're still taking, yeah, right. I'm one title, for, one classification, and exchanging it for another. Right. I'm looking for the page and the passport that most people that has an American passport. I can't find that exact page, but I'm looking for it right now. What I'm getting at is that anybody that has a passport right now, if they could just get their passport, there's a page in there where it says, it says, it says national, and it says the word citizen. So even, even inside of the passport, they will tell you that you have the option of saying whether you're national or whether you're a citizen. Now, most people would jump right on the bandwagon and quickly will jump up and say, well, I'm a citizen. And I'll tell you, I think that's the wrong answer, in my opinion. I think you should say that you're national. Because the national, yes, the national gives you a higher status because it gives you a relationship to this landmass prior to the invaders because somebody invaded this land and they came and they created all of their stuff and all of their paperwork but they knew that there were people that already exist on this land mass now if you believe the story of the um, of the ships bringing everybody that resemble us to these shores then now I know they have done a definite good job of rocking everybody to sleep because everybody that resembles the people that's in question or the people that's violated most of the time wasn't brought here by some other people. They were already existing on this landmass. So that's some research that people need to take into account and research that independently to find out if you fit that description or that category that your people wasn't one of the people that was in the slave trade, that your people already exist on this landmass. So quite naturally, what does that status does that give you as an individual? Okay, here it is. In the American Passport, this is what it says. It's the page where they got the little funny lines and the eagle there, and they got the little waves of the flag behind it. It says, the Secretary of State of the United States of America 
hereby request all whom it may concern to to commit to permit the citizen forward slash national of the United States named herein to pass without delay or hindrance in the case of need. Now, they put the word citizen first, and then they put the forward slash and put the word national. So who are they talking about? Even in the passport. But where's the best place to hide something? Put it right in front of your face. And people think that naturally, by you saying, right, citizens are created. Citizens are a creation. Citizens are not national are not are not natural because why would the word nation natural all of those words are in the word national but the word citizen comes from where it comes from a commercial place in Italy because we are using we're using Roman civil law and we're using English common law and we're using English as 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 a descriptive of using what the word meanings as well as the word definitions where the confusion is coming in and where the tricks are being played at so right away people say oh I'm an American citizen but look at the people who they say that come from other places around the world and that they and that they make them a citizen but a person that's a national this government cannot make you a national right they cannot take a person from a foreign land and make them a national. But right away, people say, I'm not a Native American. How do you know that? What research have you done to find out that you are not one? Based on what meaning, not what definition that you are not one. So right away, the status has to change in this country. The people that are melanated need to stop using that phrase, African-American. They need to stop using that until they fully understand what that really means. Right. Because that's that's the lowest status on this landmass is the word African-American. The last. It is the lowest. So why would you use the lowest? If people claim to say that they're from other other historical places on the planet that can be traced back, whether they trace right. back to high Iraq, civilization. high civilizations, right? But right away you will jump up today and say you're African American. So why would you say that? Did you did our people name us African American? Is there anybody that they can find out in any of the historical books, in any of the universities, in any of the high schools, or or primary schools or whatever you want to call the schools that will quote someone that looked like us that said that we are African Americans. Jesse Jackson. Okay, so you found one person that said that. (laughs) But he's not that old, though. He's what? Is he Uh, 70 yet? He very well might be. Well, he might be like 70 years of age, okay? So, you know, if we go back to this 
to the founding of this country, and they go back to 1215, they pull up the Magna Carta and say that that's one of the foundational documents that they can reference this particular landmass. But whenever you look at the constitutions, you find 1787, but then they go all the way back and say 1215. So Jesse Jackson ain't old enough to tell nobody anything. See, he been rocked to sleep. Because he's still fighting for civil rights. It's no such right. thing. You can you cannot look in any law dictionary, any law dictionary, not ancient time, any time other than Black's Law Nine, which they in Black's Law Nine, they might have, which I refuse to pick that book up, that they have joined the phrase together, civil rights. You'll find the word civil somewhere by itself, and you'll find the word rights by itself. But you'll never find the word civil rights together. Rights together. Right, because there's no such thing as that when it comes down to people, because it doesn't deal in nature. It deals right. in commerce. Commerce. Right. It's right. a commercial. Right. It's a commercial term, and right away. People now are yelling in protest and sitting up there saying, oh, they violated his civil rights. Yeah, but that's why they gave the family $5 million, because <laughs> they settled the civil suit already. Right, compensation. Right, they compensated. Compensation. Right. right, they already compensated them, so it's going to be hard to get a criminal conviction. They can't get that. Because you already settled it. See, and that's all that they want is to flash something. Yeah, okay, did remember, they give them? Yeah. Did they give them? Did, that, did they give them five million? Did, was somebody wise enough to say, "Give me five million silver dollars"? Nah, ain't, ain't no silver jumping off. Yeah, but but look, like if you really want to sell it, and you want to give substance for substance, or something like for like, or kind for kind, you took you took a a a, a body. You took you took an essence because if you look in the Ballantine's dictionary and you look up the word human being, it says it's a monster. If you look up those two words. So they're looking that they're dealing with a beast. They're looking at beast like any other so-called animal which I know that the creation never created a beast. Right. What would be the, right. the definition in ancient tomes or books of the word native? Native. Okay. Native means to that land that this particular individual people or heritage originated geographically on that landmass that no other people could come there and say that we brought those people there. Those people, we found those people existing there when we came upon them. That's why, if you notice, in America, they always say that the Native or Indians, so that they could rock all the other people to sleep, so they would think right away, people says, well, I'm not an Indian, so I couldn't be a Native American. But are the Indians original people to this landmass? 
Are they original? Right. You see, because none of this stuff makes none of it makes sense. Because see, as long as you as long as you don't associate yourself to, to some predating the people who call themselves uh, operating or functioning as a body or body politics, then therefore they come up with their own meanings and their own definitions. I know what people say, well, that's contradictory, but look at this here. Why would they have form 181? One plus eight plus one is one. Why couldn't they give that form another number sequence? And they're looking at SF means standard form. So people says, well, where the mail it at? It tells you right in the top left-hand corner where to send it. <laughs> you know, it's just like the Social Security Administration. If if you apply for the Social Security Administration as an African-American, even though I know people says, well, they have a set amount or a set fee, but how do you know that if you didn't put down a different ethnicity? How do you know what they would award you? Because you mean to tell me that everybody gets the same amount? So why do they have race and ethnicity on the form if everybody gets the same amount? Why even put that there? Why does it even matter? If everybody's an American, why does it matter? Okay, here on another note, the Pope comes to America from Italy dealing with civil matters and dealing with law after he's already declared that he's going to withdraw all of the the debt, the debt in all of the court cases and everything that took place. Because I want to share this with the people. I'm not sure, brother, whether you're familiar with what the Pope had signed, this document. Uh, Okay. I mean, uh... I read something on it, but I don't recall it verbatim to repeat it. Okay, this document is 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 one of the is one of the foremost um, documents that the listeners need to be aware of that the Pope had signed, and I'm going to give the background on where this is coming from. Okay, here's the here's the Pope. I have a picture of all of these things. I'm going to forward them over to you. Right. Now the Pope is considered as being the Holy See, H-O-L-Y-S-E-E. That's his official title. That right. That is his official title, whereas most people call him the Pope. Now, <clears throat> he signed a document called the Motor Proprietor. It's, it's spelled M-O-T-U P. R-O-P-R-I-A. He signed this document on July the 11th of 2013. He issued this document. And what this document, the Multipria, clearly states, let me just tell you how upstairs this really is, like what he signed. I'm just going to give a caption from it. It says, it says, according to the new Advent Catholic Encyclopedia, the motu prior is Latin. It stands for 
of his own accord. That's in parentheses. That's the meaning of it. Of his own accord. And is the name given to an official decree by a pope personally in his capacity and office as a supreme sovereign pontiff and not in his capacity as apostolical leader and teacher of the universal church. To put it more, more bluntly, a motu prior is the highest form of legal instrument on the planet in accordance to its own province, influence and structure to the Western Roman world. Listen at this. Overriding anything that could be issued by the United Nations, the inner and the middle temple, the inner and the middle temple, the crown of Great Britain or any other monarch, and indeed by any head of state or body politics. If you're a member of the United Nations or recognized by the United States or the United Kingdom or have a bank account anywhere on the planet, then the multiprea is the highest legal instrument, no question. Guess what he did? He discharged all the debt. He discharged all of the debt on the earth with that document. The judges, the administrators, the birth trust account, in court matters favoring the courts and the banks, acting as a presumed beneficiary since they have no property properly advise the true beneficiary of their own trust. The judges, the attorneys, the bankers, the lawmakers, law enforcement, and all public officials, servants, are now held personally liable for their confiscation of the true beneficiary homes, cars, money, and assets, and false imprisonment, deception, harassment, and conversion of the true beneficiary trust fund. So that means everybody in jail got to be let go. All the debt, everything. It was done on July 11th of 1913. I mean, 2013. 2013, right. Right. 2013. It was a done deal. Now, look at this. Now, look at this. The Pope comes to America. Right. Look at this. The Pope comes to America and rides Mm -hmm. in what kind of car? Fiat. A fiat. And where fiat. does he go? Where does he go? He goes to New York. He goes to Philadelphia. And he goes to right. Washington, D.C. All right. three of those places, all three of those places had at one time, it was the capital of the United States. Yes, indeed. Right. He only went to those three places in a fiat. And what is the money Referred to in America is called what? Fiat. Fiat. Mm. So people need to wake up 
and look at the symbolism of what took place as opposed to You know, we have to see things with our minds and not with our eyes because you can't see anything with your eyes. You can't see yeah. anything at all. You can only see and with your I mind. When I saw him with my eyes, when I saw the when I saw the Holy See with my eyes arrive in Washington D.C. at 4:04 p.m. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I knew it was gonna be. At four oh four PM One for the one for the law books, yeah. I mean Right. Indeed. Yeah. Look at this here. It says it says the Vatican created a world trust using the birth certificate to capture the value of each individual future productive energy. Now you were just talking about energy. It says mm. the Vatican created a world trust using the birth certificate to capture the value of each individual's future productive energy. Each state, province, and country in the fiat monetary system contributes their people's value to this world trust identified by the SS, the SIN, or the EIN numbers maintained in the Vatican Registry. The corporations mm. worldwide, the individuals, became corporate fictions through their birth certificates or connected to the Vatican through the law. The Vatican to the crown, to the bar, to the laws, to the judge, and to the people, and through the money. The Vatican's birth accounts value to the IMF, to the Treasury, the Federal Reserve, to the banks, to the people, loans, to the judges, the administration, and the sheriff confiscations. Man. This thing is deep, brother. It's deep. He overrid everything that they have done. And this document that he used dates all the way back to November the 21st of 1987. That was portal, yeah. He did it on the right. last day of Scorpio in a critical degree. <laughs> right. Like 29. You notice that. Yeah. You notice that. You notice that. See, you got you to gotta realize yeah. is that they're using the constellation. They're using the constellation wheel in order to make manifest all of these so-called rituals that are taking place. The same thing with the New yeah. Year's Day on what's taking place on that particular day that they need all of those people out there joining together and jumping up and down with all of that energy in order for a ritual to be to be placed for another twelve for another time for them to control the minds of the people and put them back to sleep again because they do it in the same year but for the upcoming year. But the people are not looking at the constellation. They're looking at the clock. And the clock is controlled by man because it only deals with accounting. It's what it deals right. with. 
Now, the only time when they started dealing with accounting correctly is when you get a mortgage. That's the only thing. There's 30 years and 360 equal payments. Everything else is done where it's done in the odyssey, where it's hard for you in order for you to comply because it's not done in accordance to the constellation wheel because the constellation wheel is in harmony with all the other planets and all the other things that's, that's out in the universe and not dealing with man and his accounting and his clock right. and his, his time. Clock and his calendar. Right. Right. And Which his calendar. Right. Right. Right, right. The calendar is, is not official at all. It's all designed and it's all controlled and it's all created. So the people need to get off the calendar and get on the constellation wheel because the constellation wheel and the earth and the clock and the sun is all turning at the same time in the same direction. And none of them stop, none of them hesitate, and none of them go backwards. But if you notice, they say, oh, we got daylight saving times. We got non-daylight saving times. We can change time whenever we want to because the people sleep. They don't realize how important the constellation wheel is because the constellation wheel was there before the clock was. It always was there, and it's dealing in harmony in nature with the people. But the people need to be in harmony with those things as opposed to being out of harmony with that. It's just like today. Today was Black Friday. Who said so? A man or some men or some women said it was. And everybody jumped up and did what they said. It's mm-hmm. all based artificial. on commerce. It's created, right. It's artificial. Yeah, it's yeah. created. Family, you can't, you can't had, possibly say that, yes, this is an original cycle that, you know, exactly. every Friday after every Thursday for every Thanksgiving, which was also created, it automatically right. is going to be a clearing of the books and you were going to be magnetized exactly. to these establishments to empty your pocketbooks, you know, in accordance right. with the ritual. Thank you for your services. Exactly. Exactly, and we're going to make you happy because we're going to let you not come to do no work and give your energy to us because we already got something that we want you to be doing. We're going to tell you to go shop today, spend your money, buy this, buy that, and then we want you to say you bought that on Black Friday. See, think about this. Now, they got out there Black Lives Matter. So now what is the next title? What is the next title that deals in nature of the people that's being murdered other than saying black lives matter? What is it that nature or what is it that the people that's being affected by this could come with something that deals with their with their nation with their native origin of who they are? Original people of the planet, the aboriginal people, lives matter. Or aboriginal inhabitants, lives matter. To me, that has more, right, that has more of a sound. It's more encompassing. Yeah, it's it's more encompassing. 
it deals with the collective tragedy because to exactly. ignore one and only focus on yours kind of puts you in line for even more exactly. of it. Now, 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 look at this. Could you, could you imagine this? Like, we create the signs now. We create the new signs, and the people show up at these so-called protests, and they said aboriginal in, inhabitants' lives matter. Now, people are going to take heed to this, like, why are these people stating? And then now the question is, who are the aboriginal people of the planet? Who are those people? Where are they from? Where are they at now? Who are they? See, because right now, that adjective that they got out there still don't have no effect. It has no effect. It has no standing. Because right away, when they say Black Lives Matter, it goes right back to that meaning that I read earlier on the SF-181 form that says African American. And it's generic. It's real generic in the meaning where it said that these people come from. It's very generic. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything about a people and where the people are originating from. So where are those people? Where are those people at? The people that they're saying this. They said from one of the places, one of the racial groups, they said the word groups. <laughs> you know, that's that's why I know like in in, in using this so called language this so called language it, it creates it creates the discord within itself. That's why we have to be careful as to how we utilize it and what we say and who we listen and who the people are that's the leaders and who the people are quoted in the news. It's just like I give a good example. In the news feed Right under the title of the so-called militants, right, in America, it says the word I-S-I-S. But when Barack speaks, what does he say? He says the word ISIL. He says I-S-I-L. So he's talking about the whole Islamic State is what Barack is referring to. I'm going to share something with the listeners that I uh, got today. Okay, this is this is a this is a news article, right? This is a news article that flashed. I'm not I'm not going to say that it flashed today, but this news article has been out here for a little while about the militant groups in America, and it says and it identifies who's who since 9/11, and mm. it has a picture. It has a picture, right? It has a picture and a caption under it to say who the people are that that have been the most militant people in America. And the news article, guess who he gives the credit to? White Americans. Ooh. It says white Americans. And it lists all of the things that they have done. It has a whole list there. I want to I want to 
article because it's important that the people get the title of this article because they could just, uh, all of this stuff, of course, my brother, I'm going to send it to your email so that way you and I will be on the same page. Right, so you can see where I'm not just making this stuff up, that this stuff is actually coming from a source. It says, this is what the article, this is the title of the article. It says, White Americans are the biggest terror threats. That's what the article says. It says, White Americans are the biggest terror threats. And as soon as it pops up here, I'm having, I'm a little, I'm a little ways from, okay, here's the study. This study is a research by NB, NB, CN, NBC News. Now it's, it's NBC News did this study, and this is what the article. Well, of course, I've given them the the caption of what the article says, and it says who they are, and it goes in a little deeper to explain like who. Oh man, this thing said it timed out. I'm trying to pull it up. I'm a little bit away from the. Uh, from the server, so it's giving me a little bit of a time out here. Take your time. Right. Okay. All right. It's coming. It's coming. But Okay. It says, white Americans are the biggest terror threats in the U.S. And this, here's the study. And the study says, okay, it says continue reading. And we'll go to where it says, the, this is NBC News now saying this. Now, what it does is the picture shows a um, a flag, uh, you know that white uh, that flag that they had to take down, you know that 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 flag that they show, you know that they had. It's, yeah, it's Confederate. White Americans are right. The Confederate flag. They showed this on the guy's belt buckle. It says white Americans are the biggest terror threats in the United States, according to a study by the New American Foundation. This is the New American Foundation that did this study. The Washington base. Washington now, based research organization did a review of terror attacks on the U.S. soil since September 11, 2001, and found that most of them were carried out by radical anti-government groups or white supremacists. It says almost twice as many people have died in attacks by white, by right-wing groups in America that have died in attacks by the Muslim extremists of the 26 attacks since 9-11 that the group defined as terror. 19 were carried out by non-Muslims, yet there are no white Americans languishing inside the prison camps at Guantanamo Bay, and there are no drones dropping bombs on gatherings of military-aged males in the country's lawless border regions. Attacks by right-wing groups got comparatively little coverage in the news media. Most people will struggle to remember the shooting of a Sheik temple in Wisconsin that killed six people right. in 2012. A man was associated with neo-Nazi groups carried out the shooting. There was also the married couple in Las Vegas who walked in a pizza shop and murdered two police officers. They left a swastika on one of the bodies before killing a third person in a Walmart parking lot. 
Such attacks are not limited to one part of the country. In 2011, two white supremacists went on a shooting spree in the Pacific Northwest, killing four people. Terrorists is hard to define, but there is a basic meaning, ideological violence. In its study, the New American Foundation took a narrow view of what could be considered a terror attack. Most mass shootings, for instance, like Sandy Hook or Aurora, Colorado, the movie theater shooting, both in 2012, were included. Also not included was the killing of three Muslim students in North Carolina earlier this year. The shooter was a neighbor and had strong opinions about a religion, but he also had strong opinions about parking spaces and a history of anger issues, so that shooting was left off the list. The killing of nine people at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, last week was included. Well, that was around the time this study came out. The shooter made it clear that his motivation was an ideological belief that white people are superior to black people. The shooting was cast new light on the issues of right-wing terrorism in the United States. But since it can easily, it can it can really use special forces of predator drones on U.S. soil. It remains unclear how the government will respond. It says, what we know. If your ship is going to get boarded by pirates, it's best that it happens in the waters off of Indonesia, unlike their Somali counterparts. Indonesia pirates have shown little interest in kidnapping for ransom. And writes the Global Post senior correspondent, Patrick Wynn, a review of the Southeastern Asian piracy incidents in recent years reveal a theme. The pirates are seldom brutal and like to get in and get out as quickly as possible. That's good because piracy in the waters off of Indonesia is growing more common and the pirates themselves are getting bolder. They regularly board giant oil tankers subdue the crews with surprisingly little violence, shut down their communication, disguise the ships in creative ways, and spin off millions of dollars worth of gas. Once the pirate ships are laden, they are gone. While Somalian pilots are increasingly a thing of the past, Indonesian piracy is up credible 700% in the last five years. Indonesia is a good place to be a pirate. A third of the world's shipping traffic passes by the country. There are tens of thousands of little islands and endless small coastal communities among which to hide. As long as the violence stays to a minimum, the increased piracy is unlikely to raise the many eyebrows for the oil and gas industry. The lost product amounts to little more than a rounding error, according to the expert. They don't even care. <laughs> they don't even care. They don't even register. Look at this. Yeah. It doesn't even register. Look at this here. Poland is one of the world's most religiously conservative countries. It has Catholic as Catholic gets. So it's pretty unsurprising that its abortion laws are some of the strictest in Europe. Basically, you can get an abortion in Poland unless you were raped or near death 
or even then a doctor can refuse to help you. So desperate activists are trying to something new. <clears throat> in a few days, a consortium of women rights groups will convene in Germany, load a drone full of pills that can be used to safely induce abortions, fly it over the borders to Poland, and drop the pills to activists on the other side. Some could call that smuggling. It's been dubbed abortion drone, which is truly disturbing pairing of the words, but the goal is noble to deliver a much-needed service to Poland, women, to raise awareness in Poland that safe abortion medications exist and to pressure the Polish government to change its decorum laws. Now, look at this. One other thing I want to indicate. Any time that there is domestic terrorism on the soil of America, they never mention the religious affiliation of those people. Why? Right. Why isn't their religion ever comes into account, whether they are a Catholic or Episcopalian or Methodist or or Baptist or whatever? Why is it in the news media? That's why the people are not putting pressure on the media because the media is the one who's setting the influence in the minds of the people, not the government. It's what's written. Words have power. It's what's written. That's why look at the person who wrote the article and look at who he's employed by. Your reference to that individual because most of the time, the story that he wrote, where did he get the information from? Where is his research coming from? Where is his right. influence coming from? And what is his religion? Who is this person who wrote the article? Who is this person that's sitting on the TV screen that's spewing out the information to the people? What is their religious affiliation? Like, where did they go to school? Who are they? Who is this person? But people will sit there, listen at the information, and run out in the streets right away and will attack somebody based on something that somebody else said. Now, in this article on the next page that I just read about about the white American groups that are doing this, here's a guy with a bald head with a swastika on the back of it. They show their flag, and then it shows their other symbolism, like who these people are. But right. if you notice, when they go and they break it down by religion and they break it down by ethnicity, it shows that since 9-11, the majority of the stuff has taken place has not been nothing about what the media has written about and who the perpetrators are. No. No, all of that stuff right, is benign. Right, yeah. right, all of that's benign. You never see that. They never categorize that. Nobody never asks those questions about, like, who are these people? Where is this article? Where is this information coming from? Who's putting this information out? And why is this information being put out like this at this particular time? The same thing with the Chicago thing. Why wouldn't they do it in the summertime? I think I can tell you why in my own, own opinion. I don't think Chicago would still be there. Hmm. I, I think that 
Chicago would have been destroyed had they did it in the summer. This is all calculated. And and look at the date that it came out, Absolutely. out on. Give me right, give me one second. Family, okay. we have two minutes remaining to the live call. If you want to continue with us on the phone, three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five right now. Three four seven six three seven two one three five. One more again. You mean to say I took up all the time? Three four seven. Huh? You say I took up all of the time? No, not at all. For the program? Okay. I only set it for um two hours, you know. So normally okay. it would be a three hour stretch. But it's not oh, gonna okay. cut off. We're still gonna go past the uh you know, the, the live stream and it'll still be recorded. Okay. We can okay. still continue, yeah. But, um, you know, we'll probably take a call or two at some point and then call it tonight. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, my brother. All right. But, yeah, please continue because everything that you were saying was key. It was was timed. It was perfectly timed. And ironically enough, yeah. Right. That's why I just wanted to highlight some of these things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What you saying? No, you were talking about the date of release and how it coincided yeah, with Yeah, the something. date of the release time, right, of the video being released at this particular time. Like all of this stuff is timely. It's it's done in a in a in a constellation time or or sign where it deals in the origin of where people would be more intimate with each other because it's done in Scorpio. So mm-hmm. it's done, and it's done around a holiday season when the increase of what to the neighborhoods, the alcohol, the drugs, the stimulants, you know, the bad food, the food that are non-oxygenated foods are put into these neighborhoods like, you know, like the black eye. Well, other than the greens, you know, of course, we know the collard greens and those things come into play, but that's not on a high level. It's the meat, it's the grease, it's the oil, it's the stuff, it's the it's the milk, it's the eggnog, it's the alcohol, it's all of those other things come into play. And then it's a time when people are engaged in, in intimate relationships, too, at a high level, because now the people are out of work, they are relaxed, and they are visiting, and they are going seeing people that they haven't seen. So all of these things are all calculated because they know that the participation of people who are live and spontaneous and creative will be where they will be involved in these family issues or these intimate issues with each other, and they know that this is a a good time. And the weather itself, even though the people in Minneapolis and the people in Chicago, the weather is not a big issue to those people, but the people that would fly in that will come from other areas of the country, now they are held at bay in participating where the numbers would really grow. So for something that they already had for 13 months and they claim that the family had some say in the release of the video. Are they saying the family was telling them not to or the family was pushing for it to be? No, the family was pushing for it not to be shown because they 
they were saying that they know the reaction of the people would be more physical than it would be, you know, on the intellectual side, that people wouldn't reach out. Now, even the president even spoke about how horrendous what he saw and viewed in that videotape. So even even his response was to the degree that what's the necessity of this young man or this young individual or this young inhabitant to be gunned down with a three-inch knife when you could take a baton and just hit his hand and he's going to drop it in order for this to take place. And this particular individual that made this occur is that what is his background? What is his motivation? Who is he? To me, it seems as though he has an Irish last name. So, because his name is what Van Dyke or something like that. So, yeah. his his heritage, right? Look at his heritage. Look at who he is. So, you know, people look at him first and foremost as being a police officer. I look a little bit deeper in in him not just being a police officer first. What was he when he first came on the earth? Like, where was he educated at? What was his motivation? What did he do before he joined the police force? Who was this this individual? Who is this person? You know, like, if you're going to air it out, put it all out there. Because all of a sudden, they have a character like, uh, like Osama bin Laden that's related. And I'm not saying that the tragedy that happened in Paris wasn't the works of who they say it was because I don't know. So I can't quote as to who it was. But I but I know that at times there are hands of other people that participate in these false flags because that has been a proven theory over and over over time. That all of a sudden now they have an individual and every day in the media you see his face, you see him getting in and out of cars you see all this video footage of him. So how is it person who has 20-something in the Chicago Police Department and in, in the Civilian Review Board that there aren't any other videotapes of him doing any of these other acts? It's only one. So what other footage? Where's the writings? Where's the complaints? Where are they? Hmm. See, all of the questions that the people need to ask in order to set up the profile, because if he profiled Laquan, why can't he be profiled as to who he is? Who is his parents? Who is his mother? Do he have brothers and sisters? Did he grow up in that area? Where is he from? What What did his father, what does his mother do? Do he have brothers? Do he have sisters? Is he married? Do he have children? How old are they? You know, since he's a public official, in a fiduciary capacity, everything about him is supposed to be open to the uh, to the public. Where's his right. host of office? Is it filed? Is it filed properly? There's five things that every public official is supposed to have. If I can pull it up, I'm going to try to pull it up, those five things that every public official is supposed to have on file, no matter any job other than an any job other than an appointment, but even an appointment job, if you work for the government, you're supposed to have these five things. 
I'm going to try to see if I can pull them up so I can reveal those to the listeners. I think I might have it here that there are five things that they're supposed to have. But I'm sure I have it somewhere. If not today, definitely, if you have me on again in the future, I'm going to pull Indeed. up those those five things that they definitely need to know. And and that's in a court case or no matter what kind of case that you're faced with and that there are these um, individuals who have taken on that oath to office and that they have signed up for that oath to office. They're supposed to have these things on file. Mm. Okay. I'm still looking for it. But I know that one of the things that they oath the office, that definitely is one of the things, but there are five identifying posed to be filed and on public record of each and every public official. Okay. I can't I can't put my hands on it right now, but I definitely know that I do have it. But as soon as I reveal that, even if we have to do it, you know, on another time, another program, right. well, I'll make sure that I get that to the people because that's important. If you have a situation going on in a court or whether you have some administrative stuff going on, you have to make sure that these individuals are secured by those five uh, by those five uh, documents that they're supposed to have registered. If not, they're not supposed to be sitting in that position. Do we have any callers? Uh, yeah, I definitely see uh, one hand up in the air. I would ask the listeners if anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns. Now is the time to press one on your phone, and we will open up the line and hear from you as well. And in the meantime, in between time, let me go to caller from 347-365-347. Caller, your line is open. Peace. Peace, Brother Red Pill. Yes, greetings. Peace, peace. Greetings, Brother Sister Esther. Greetings, Sister Esther. Yes, greetings. First of all, I want to say thank you so much. Um, they found my nephew on Tuesday morning but okay. i just got so caught up in it he's here with me now so and today's my earth day so i'm enjoying that you know oh, but i just want to say thank you indeed yeah yeah what a gift indeed yeah it's a great yes yeah, so yeah. do you want to briefly tell the audience what you're referring to can you briefly tell them um, yes the situation with my nephew he's um 28 year old man um who's autistic and um, he has these tendencies of running away. Um, but his focus is really the planes, the trains. That's his focus. And, you know, when his mind is made up, he's set to do what he's, you know, set to do, and no one can stop him. So um, there's been many inc- incidences where he's tried to um, take the plane to either go to Miami to see family, to go to Boston to see my dad and stuff. So. It's just been, wow, it's just been really out of control, you know, with the police and always coming over, you know, to my brother's house. It's just been, yeah, a lot. So, um, yeah, we're thankful. So how many days was he uh, 
Um, four days. He's going for four days. Four days, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's back, he's safe. Yes. Yes, okay. we're very grateful for that, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Very grateful. Great outcome, you know. I was, I was looking, but I wasn't looking forward to anything else other than a great outcome, you know. So, yeah. Mhm. Yes, indeed. That's very yes. important, you know, to maintain yes. that mentality of positivity. That's right. That's right. And navigate through the, uh, you know, the perceived tragedy. There's always silver lining. Yeah. So thank you for your testimonial and your reminder. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Keep your eyes on the prize. That's right, brother. But I want to say thank you so much once again. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the prayers. I really appreciate it. But also, um, no disrespect to the to your guests. Um, I just turned on my phone, literally. So, my bad. (laughs) Um, not a problem. We were discussing a myriad of events that are taking place in the media all across the country right now that are dealing with uh, the policy enforcers, a.k.a. the police and of course. some of the, uh, you know, the, not only the infractions, but speaking on some of the root documents that speak about these edicts or these mandates that are being played out. And mm-hmm. uh, now, you know, what we might consider the country's modern form of entertainment you know what I'm saying? Mm. Remember how pivotal and how shocking and how lasting and how uh, <coughs> deeply felt Rodney King was. You know, mm-hmm. now you had Rodney King every other day. You feel me? Exactly. So, wow. That's deep, that's deep. Yes, well, brother, the one thing I could say is that I stayed away from the news. <laughs> Just to keep my my sanity, you know, because it's just too much. <laughs> so I've been away right. from the news, yeah, about a few months Absolutely. now. Absolutely. It's definitely Beautiful. helped me a lot. So, yeah. Well, again, bless your heart and your family and, you know, hopefully this pull everyone tighter together and just yep. work on either even solidifying that bond. I think that we opened up the show and ultimately we spoke about, you know, the premise of this entire conversation is just one to remind yeah. us, lead us back to love, and that could be right. really the uh, the only thing that's going to be able to insulate you yeah. during this time of shift, you know, mm. when this planet responds to the love index being so low, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's been... Um, so much hurt people, hurting people, you know, and as a result, you know, hurting the planet itself. That's right, that's um, right. So, you know, but through love, you can count, conquer all. So it's just speaking about our personal responsibilities to love self first and mm-hmm. foremost, and then, um, you know, have a love for truth. And when you encounter it, embrace it as such. So we mm-hmm. spoke on a lot of the uncomfortable truth, you know, but the uh, unwavering truth as well. And the brother mm-hmm. brought forth evidence and example and proof and testimony and documentation, and, you know, so, so that people can see for themselves because we're talking about 
you know, those that are able to see and those that are blind to that which is hidden in plain sight right in front of their face. Hmm. Even when the lights turn on, they cover their eyes. That's right. You know? Yep, yep. So, thank you as always, okay? Yes, and I appreciate you and, um, Happy Solar Return. Thank you for blessing this program with your solar radiance and your solar return. That's special. That's I'm reflecting you, brother. Much okay. appreciated. Yes. Indeed. Good thanks. Peace. Good thanks. Peace. All right. We have another yeah. caller. Okay. Caller from the 206-535. Again, family, if you are just tuning in like the sister, or if you are listening in, any questions, comments, or you have, now is the time. Press one on your phone, and we will open up your line. All right? In the meantime, in between time, call up from the 206-535. Peace to you and yours. All right. Peace uh, Peace to the pillars, uh, and peace to the brother that was dropping the knowledge earlier. Um, I, I think that's very important uh, that we do get on the campaign on claiming our nationality or acknowledging our nationality that's very important uh not going by these uh titles that were placed on us um and there are uh, as the brother was saying a few options uh for people with the listeners if you are uh, uh other info uh there is uh RV Bay uh publications you can get in in contact with her uh, about claiming uh, nationality as well. Uh, do some research. I would suggest people on the Washita Moors. Uh, they are listed as the oldest people in the United States, or if I'm not mistaken, on this planet. Uh, so, and they were here uh, before natives. I know we were touching on that, but uh, they actually were here before the natives. Uh, and a lot of the times when they do talk about slavery, they really only point out the the southern states and the east coast, uh, mainly Maryland, where they were bringing them in at. Uh, they never really talk about California uh, or the Pacific Northwest, where there were uh, free blacks, and the fact that when I can't remember the the, the Caucasian's name who came and renamed. Uh, the, the Aboriginal natives to Indian to, you know, steal their birthright. So uh, I believe that is very important that we do need to get on the campaign uh, with the Aboriginal, like the brother was saying, the Aboriginal uh, Indigenous people lives matter because as long as that Black Lives Matter campaign is out there, it's counterproductive to what we're trying to do as far as acknowledging our nationality. Um, Indeed, so, brother. Yeah, so profound, profound, yeah, brother. I, what you just, what you just added, brother. I really appreciate you highlighting that and bringing it even in a more narrative that the people can see how important that this is. You know, and one other thing I just want to highlight again on this SF one eighty one form, the only one that mentions color on here is the one where it says black or African American. All the other means. They never say that the Asian is yellow. They never say that the American Indian is red. They never say that the European people are white. They never say that the Hawaiians or the Pacific people, what their color are. 
But the only one that has color is a person having the origin in any of the black racial groups of Africa. Yeah. Right there, that shit tells you not to never say that or check that off. Right. Yeah. You know, because it absolutely has no meaning to a people that's on the earth. So, right away, brother, I appreciate you and and, and you um, giving even a more profound meaning to the people, you know, that, that people need to see how important it is to declare something other than what somebody has labeled you. Uh, yeah, because uh, I'm I'm glad uh, this was on, uh, and I, I appreciate you brothers putting it out there uh, because it it does need to be known, you know. Um, and as far as uh, with the birth certificate and everything, and the thing about this is, if when people do their research, it's not only uh, it's not only us Aboriginal peoples who are displaying this information. There's a lot of Europeans that, you know, were ex-governments, et cetera, that are putting this information out there as well, you know, that are telling you that it's, it's basically a trap when you when you have this birth certificate. Uh, when you look on there, first of all, your name is in all capital letters, you know, and you have there's a red number on the back of it and as well on your Social Security card. You know these red numbers are on the back of it, and you know the it is what I'm from my research is it belongs to uh one of these foreign entities you know this was another reason uh why the the pope et cetera came over here because they still hold the deed to what is now called North America you know they were he was coming over here checking on their investment, et cetera, but we need to, uh, back on the topic, on the point, brother, we do need to, uh, people need to get that uh, uh, acknowledgement of their nationality out there. That's very important uh, because this is what is happening to us out here. As long as we keep going by these titles, we don't have any rights uh, in the court of law, uh, and we don't have no rights on these streets. I mean, it's, you know, pretty much a crime now to be considered black, you know, by this title that they put on us. They don't need a reason to gun us down. They will just they will justify it by any means they call you know, that they deem necessary. That's so right, brother. Um it's That's very right. important. And and also um another uh, another reference people could check out um again just for research purposes is the Aboriginal Republic of North America. Um, I know uh, there was a debate, not to bring that up, but there was a debate between uh, Dr. Ali Muhammad is uh, the spokesperson for that republic, and they have, you know, is what they're trying to establish, their own republic of Aboriginals and get their own government, et cetera. Um, so, again, that is just another option for people to research and see, you know, what's what. And, again, interchange the information um, and, and and display it back to these circles so we know what's what and how to go about these processes and get our people out of this paper bondage. That's right, brother. That's right. Um, Excellent, that's, brother. I appreciate that's, you. That's, yeah, I appreciate you, brothers, too. And that's pretty much all I wanted to to add on and, and just, you know, put my put my piece on there. Oh, give thanks. 
You know, right. roll around the piece, my ass. Peace. Exactly. All right? All right. Peace, bro. Peace, Peace. brothers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he, he, he put those additional pieces uh-huh. on it. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, that. If, yeah. if if the picture was presented, then that's the frame. You feel me? Exactly. You got the uh, exactly. <laughs> the nail with the hammer. Yeah. But see, that's the so. good thing about these type of forms, and you brothers have you you and the red pill and the arts degree having having this form and having this shelf. Yes. And and being able to open it up because it brings others in to give other people places to go and do more research. So that way right. it's not and, and something about what we say. It's what you right. could go and right. do research that you could see something that's yes. this is, inheritive of who you yeah. are. And it's evidence of the universe having a conversation with itself because, you know, right. I just planned the show 30 minutes before I launched it. I didn't get a chance wow. to reach out and... and you know, uh, call on the experts, they show up, and it's always been right. that way. You know, the people that need right. to be in attendance are here. The people that need to make their contribution to the conversation to take it to another place, you know, of elevation, they always show up. You know, it's the universe. And uh, if our brother exactly. Rob Kuh is here, he can tell you how many times he's charted the skies over this show, and the show mm-hmm. coincides step by step, moment for moment with, you know, with the overhead canopy, you know, mm-hmm. the stars. So it's 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 a universal conversation. I think that, um, you know, not only do I think, but I know this is what needs to be heard at this particular time, especially when a people are confused as to how, how to come about remedy, you know what I'm saying? It becomes frustrating and it's only going to cause a level of antagonism that they're going to burn their clutch if you keep getting into an emotional space where you want to get quote-unquote justice but don't know how to go about it. But right, you the only, the only yeah, for, forum that you're seeking this remedy in is governed by a particular set of rules of engagement and you refuse to read the manual time <laughs> after time after but time again. It, it, you know? It's no other people on the planet Earth where there's another ethnic group of people have labeled them and said who they are. There's no other people on this Earth other than the so-called African-American person, is the only people on the planet Earth where there's another ethnic group is the ones who's responsible for the label as to who these people are. Okay, so since they said who we are, why didn't they say exactly where we hail from as opposed to saying that we hail from one of the black racial groups of Africa? That's it. So, <laughs> geographically, where? Where? Since you did all this and you gave us... Where that, and nowhere. Right, or, <laughs> at the same time. Right. Where at and nowhere. See, 
Right, you see, so it leaves you blindly running around. So, like, whenever they start to see the people changing what their sign says, what their protest says, what they put on their so-called application and their so-called forms as to who they are, then now they'll start looking at you in a different light. Because right now, when they see you walking down the street, the only thing you are is property. It's property, and property can't own property. Right. We do have another caller. We have hands up. All right, I want to go to the caller from 718-576. Caller from 718. Peace. Peace, how you doing? Brother Reyes, peace to the uh, guests and peace Reyes. to the uh, pill and red pill. Peace, I peace. just got a couple one question for the caller and a general thing I wanted to say. Um, the quick question to the to the uh, guest is that when you say uh, Aboriginal and Aborig when you say Aboriginal, does that derive from the Aborigine people in Australia? No, I'm not referring to the Aboriginal people in Australia because number one. Any body of people who originated on a land is an aboriginal people because if you notice that meaning now, right away when people hear that, it takes you to Australia. And right away you omit any of the other parts geographically of the earth as that's the only people that are aboriginals. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you notice, all the, all of the meanings or all of the definitions – that they give you, it always steers away from you. And I'm not saying that I'm categorizing you. I'm just right, saying right, if right, you right. know this, exactly. right, it's, it's never is about you. It's always in, not in the direction of saying it identifies exactly who you are because we are the people who they don't want us to be identified and they don't want us to know who we are. That's why they always come and give us a label and say who we are. And in their dictionaries or whatever, in their books, it's already a description already there. And it's always assumed as to what. So that's what... Right. That's why when you look on, on a lot of the applications, when they get to ethnicity, is always have another box down that says other. How many people now, check that off? Now, these same laws that are applied on every individual on the planet, now, these original laws that the European has put in place on all different ethnicities, these very laws, these laws originated from Moorish laws, well, all of it originated from the Moore's laws, and I'm not saying that like in totality, but think about it. If they say if if it's already written and already known that the Moors pretty much are the people who taught the Masons and taught them about light, so right. it means that these people was already existing already harmoniously so, in nature, where these people weren't. So right. Can I interject something real quick? Sure. Sure. These same these same people that you mentioned that you say that are Masons and the European and, and that are in the same light, these are just derivatives of uh what happened to when our ancestors went into Europe and Spain 
and have sex with the same people that they thought they were less than, that wouldn't take a shower, that wouldn't shave, that wouldn't put on deodorant. But at the same time, they still turned around, cleaned these very same people up, and slept with the women. Right. Now, and th- that's why that quote is saying that the Moors were defeated from within. Right, because you can't tell me, you, I'm chilling with you for like, say, a week, and you tell me all of this great high science and all of this beautiful balanced out information, and then you turn to me and say, check this out. Your women, I mean, I can sleep with your women, but you can't sleep with my women. But yet you turn around and sleep with people that is less than your principal teaching, that have lesser values than what you were brought upon, and you gave these very same people the values and the wisdom of the principles that you were founded on and you turn around and sleep with something less than, and you create some non aberrant entity, this being, and then you basically bastardize the being which you created. And then this very same being that you created through history made a doctrine to do the very same thing, which was done to it in the very same way it was created. So within this non-aberrant being being created, it made its own, quote-unquote, instrument of legal structure off of the original instrument of legal structure from the original structurers of legal instruments, which were the Moors and ancestors before the Moors. So basically, all it is is a vendetta to get back to what was started to how they were created just as well how they don't want us to know exactly the proper legal structures to getting back to who we are and finding our true legal structures through status and then through legal terminology. They don't want us to know that because just as the same way we have to fight to find out and when we get to the true story and find out that we are the true soul controllers of the whole natural and physical law, and that they are just derivatives of a bastard and, how can I say, a bad choice of judgment on the lower portion of the body. You see what I'm saying? And these very same people are just creating a paradigm and a paradox to where which in turn you can't get back and set the order of natural balance again just because of our ancestors at one point got so high and and mighty and turned around, seen these people in the cave, had hair all over their body, looking like Chewbacca, and all of a sudden you say, well, you know what, this is good land, the soil is fertile, we could plant, we could find it, got minerals, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get the resources. What about these people? Um, let's just educate them, and we'll see what we could do from there. Damn well knowing before you got to that soil, you were never supposed to deal with, you were never supposed to create anything that was an outside, you were never supposed to create nothing that was outside of the law. So just, by right. having, so just by having sex with these things that, are, that don't even take showers and all of a sudden you put some perfume and you put some deodorant under somebody's arm, oh, all of a sudden now they're perfect to sleep with. They could say they ABCs and one, two, threes, and it's like it's all cool now. And then you basically don't think and look on the reverse side of the coin. When you came into the land, you didn't come in as a pillage and a rapage. You came in on a mental angle 
of taking over the land. You know what I'm saying? Not with violence, but through the mental the mental thought. And if you take those very same principles and teach something that's non-aberrant and that doesn't have complete reason and balance and principle and serotonin levels are completely off, you you are only educating a monster to bring to your demise. Why would you teach? Why would you teach? You know what I mean? It's like we we created our, our ancestors created a beast for us way back when for like what reason? Why why would yeah. you come to such a point within the mental and the third eye within the pineal to let your lower chakra destroy fifty to four hundred thousand years from now? How could you how could you how could you destroy yourself? Because before any shores were invaded and anybody came over and said, we're going to take back what was ours from our original ancestors. You had to have some kind of, um, uh, how you say a friendship uh, like Alexander had with Egypt, like, um, um, like, uh, what's his name? Pagathorius had with the comedic school of Kemet. You had to have some camaraderie with the person to understand them before they could even come in to enter for any kind of wisdom. So, the 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 chemi- the the total comedic the total comedic uh society uh people were lost within the first sentence of hey man I'm gonna teach you math science the sun moon stars and basically the uh, balance civil civil principles to civilization but check this out you can't sleep with my women but I can sleep with your women. That kills all your principles. You, that's devil's advocate to the billionth power. Like, how do you say that? You feel me? And sure. now we yeah. we are in this very we're in this very present time dealing with nothing but nephews and cousins that came out of a bastard age to where their mothers were whores. Just imagine if you did your lineage and your lineage was related, related back to these people. You looked at your mother as your mother, right? And these people came in and said, your mother ain't your mother. Your mother's a whore. What you mean my mother's a whore? My mother's been taking care. I'm not, don't take this in any means as I'm defending these people. I'm just taking it to the crux of the mental foundation of how this thing is all out of the law, out out of balance with the law. And for like, this is just my hypothesis of how I went into the Akashic records to look at this. So, you know what I mean? This is just me, but it's, it's, it's crazy because you, you, you took somebody's, even though they were cave people and hairy nature has a way of getting rid of something that does not need to be. If nature has taught you high science and principle, Nature would say to you, look, don't even harm that thing. Continue on with the lesson, and we'll, nature itself will get rid of it in time. It'll be away, and it won't harm you. But if you yourself choose to go over there and experiment with that thing, and that thing becomes more intelligent than you, and it bites you because you chose to do something out the law, you, you know it's on you, and you could potentially ruin the whole lineage not even a generation, the lineage. You feel me? Right. Well, so now that's the punishment. That's the punishment, brother. So you know that's but it's the really, punishment. It's, it's, it's really not a punishment. It's it's more or less it's more or less one of the tests we have to learn 
as being as created as original beings of the original carbon footprint. We we got to go through a harder test because we're a harder cloth of spirit. We come from a higher cut, you know what I mean? Like Superman amongst the regular humans and superwomen. You feel me? Because what people claim is the white man is nothing but a high hue of a black man that's been in a cave for mad long. You know something that spoke to me that I seen today on TV was this uh, Alaskan Alaskan bush people. And one of the children had these shrunken heads because they go through a season to where it's like mad cold for like three months and they get cabin fever. And one of them had made a shrunken head and I thought it was going to be on some racial stuff. And then it turned around. It was in the end. He said, this is a Neanderthal. And basically your perception of when I say Neanderthal now, you think of a European with a thick forehead, hairy, everything. And guess what it was? It was a jet brown Neanderthal. And it was coming mm. from a European that lived in the bush country that wasn't educated by no European school. And he was like, okay. this, is a, this is a Neanderthal, man, and the only thing different is, is his hue. He is the mm. original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm. it's coming around, Jack. And the ones that are in place now that have been restructuring the law and using different legal words to restructure the instruments within the law, they know their time is done. They vaporize. So all of those who have the old programming of the law are self-destructing because every time the hemisphere, every time the planet and the solar system shifts, this is my hypothesis, the hemispheres in the brain shift and open up and activate on different levels to where different, like say you enter a gate and enter the, when you enter a gate, you just don't go straight through the gate and go to the other side. There's different things that happen before you get to the other side within the gate. You feel me? So we just walking through the gate of correction for the realignment of the law again. See, if, if, if man doesn't realign the law, if man doesn't realign the law from proper teaching from nature, nature no longer relies upon man to align the law. Nature goes back into realigning the law itself and puts things back in proper order. And it don't give a damn who's in the way. That's true, brother. Oh, damn, and I almost forgot my second thing. I'm sorry for going so long. Um, <laughs> to all the listeners out there, I just wonder if anybody is, like, feeling any psychic abilities, and if so, just please let it be known. But I'm sorry, I say, and I got to go. All right, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, all right. Peace. 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 And there you have it. You know what I'm saying? There you have it. Yes. Yes. There you have it. Well, nature has its way of balancing things out. So it's definitely going to have 